whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And, and we, are, we here are here to rant, to rant and rave. And rave. Okay, Ooh. here's the thing. Quick, I, jazzy, and snappy. I like it. And it felt like it was together. Yes. But I started to listen to our most recent episode, and Ooh. I was like, nailed it, and we couldn't have been more off. That's the beauty of it. It's shocking most of the time. Fingers crossed. We are in sync, and it seems like it just rolls uh, recording remotely. Yeah. But when we try to do something at the same time, no, it's no, never, never never in unison. You know what also happened to me? I actually could not listen to the episode. Uh, <laughs> that's horrible. It's horrible <laughs> but can I tell you why? It had nothing why? to do with you. I ugly laugh at least five times in the first, I don't know, 16 seconds. And you're like, I'm done. And I couldn't handle, I was like, I can't handle that girl. I have never, I have never judged anyone else's laugh. Like I love, you have a crazy laugh if we're being honest. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. Like I love other people's crazy laughs. But my own, I'm like, you sound stupid and I can't (laughs) handle it. Because of that ugly self-talk we do to each other. Your or, laugh, I mean, to ourselves. Your laugh is adorable <laughs> and cartoonish. Mine sounds like a foghorn. <laughs> and no. I've told you many times, and you yourself have witnessed it from me watching you do live shows, or if we've been in an audience together, when I let out my ha! Everybody Scott knows Gimple you're there. It. Yes, yeah. and I get glared at. Well, shame on people for glaring at your joy. Glared at. I would give them, you know what I've been doing? Makes me laugh harder. I love pissing people off with my laugh. (laughs) I've also, when I get mad at people on the street right now, Mm -hmm. um, because people are really bad drivers right now. um, I have just been, I'm trying to, I need to describe this since we're an audio medium uh, or auditory medium. Is that correct? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not smart. Um, I have been... (laughs) Pulling the corners of my lips back and down. So like this. And what then is I, wrong with you? And then I flare my nostrils and yank my nose up so it looks like this. Okay? And it's my horrible, ugly, like, what's wrong with you look? And then I give them a uh, thumbs down, a quick thumbs down so they know I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. And then I give them a swat, like, get out of my sight <laughs> on the road. <laughs> I have levels of boo now for people on the road. You know what? I like it. It's direct. It's to the point, but not offensive. It's not offensive. It's I not too used- aggressive, but it's really letting people know I mean business. I actually have also pulled up next to somebody uh, recently <laughs> and looked at them with my eyes squinted and went, are you okay? <laughs> And then when they kind of look at me, I hold my hands up like a steering wheel and I go, because your driving is bad. Thumbs down. Oh, are you okay? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I always had this fantasy and dream that somebody would come up with something almost like the way cabs, maybe they still do, but used to have the dreamed of that for, so I've even contemplated getting a dry erase board so I could write my own messages. Yes. Get out of the fast lane. If you're going to drive slower than everyone, but it like put it on a marquee or type it out as you're speaking it from your own mouth. So you can keep driving, right? Like, Hey, asshole. Well, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's like if someone cuts you off yeah which oh, happens go, on the regular with maseratis and the like oh, in this Lord town mercy i saw a maserati wrapped in dior did i tell you this no and dan tipped him with, i was like and they were driving so slow it was so gross it was so because like feed the children please dear god you're driving okay. a maserati a maserati suv by the way stop it, and it didn't even know wrapped. that existed i didn't either 
Well, that's not true. There's a few of them out here in LA. Um, but because you know, I see Bentleys on the 101. I'm yes. like, what is going on with you? <laughs> what like you have money to burn, right? Literally light on fire. Anyway, um, it was wrapped in Dior. Can you even fathom? But I no. said, and also they were driving so slow. And Dan Tipton said, Oh, I wonder if it's like a promotion. Like, I wonder if Dior hired somebody to drive this wrapped Maserati. You know and I what? Was like, that's benefit of the doubt, I guess. Like Sub shops and uh, f- cell phone fix-it companies pay people to do that. I'm going <laughs> to guess these people paid to have their faux Dior wallpaper. It was so ugly. I can't even <laughs> tell you. Like, I mean, I'm not obsessed with Dior anyway, but it was like no. uh, tan and brownish. Mm-hmm. Like the classic baby. logo. It's well, a Dior, 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 everywhere. Dior, Dior, yeah. everywhere. Is that classic? I've never been yeah. rich. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that, like, I actually have it handy. That's funny. I have my mom's Dior clutch from, like, many, many, many years ago. It's in perfect condition, and it has that Dior. I'm saying it's like that, the YSL for Yves Saint Laurent, the Louis Vuitton, all that jazz. Yes. Not my bag. Like yeah. literally, yeah. Um, but I do like it because it's just vintage. Like I would never buy that even if I had the money, but I'm like, yeah. all right, this is vintage and it's my mom's. Okay. Yeah. I'll carry so it. Cool. <laughs> also, if you have the money to buy those things, that's great and fine, but I hope you're giving back in some way. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, Jessica, how was your week? Did you have a good one? I did. You know, I went back uh, to the Mart for the first time to my old stomping grounds in quite some time since COVID. Mm -hmm. It was really fun. And I feel kind of excited because I'm starting some new work for a new client and I feel kind of energized. I needed needed something to be energizing and it is. So I love that for you. Yep. It was really fun. And the only thing that was weird, I'm sure this is not shocking, um, was how many of the showrooms are now gone. <laughs> like some of my favorites in places that I've been going to for literally two decades. I'm like, where's so-and-so? And what about so-and-so? They're like, gone, gone, gone. Yeah. Because I even know by heart the floors they're all I'm on. sure, yeah. And the main floor of like all of my favorite people, there was one showroom oh, left. no. And I'm like, wow. So, yeah, it was kind of surreal. But, well, um, you know, for my birthday, our mutual friend Thomas uh, mm-hmm. wanted to take me out for breakfast. Nice. Um, and we, we try to meet up. We're each other's like one social thing. Like mm-hmm. I, see, mm-hmm. I see you online. I have lunch yes. once a week with him. <laughs> and I see Kira. That's about it. <laughs> back at work so that we don't see him very much. Right. Um, but anyway, he took me to uh, – did you know that the Griddle, which is a famous – Yes, I've been there, but not for years. Okay, well, they – I think gave up their sunset space. No. Yes. So now they share with Yomashiro up in the Hollywood Hills. What? Have you been there? No, I have but never I've wanted been. to go for oh, years. Stunning. So during the day, it is the griddle, and at night it is Yomashiro. No and way. It's so beautiful. There's a there's that Buddha in the little pagoda down yeah. on the bottom. And then, of course, it's all traditional building and lanterns that overlooks all of Hollywood mm-hmm, on the other side mm-hmm. of the hill from us. Uh, it was beautiful. And he said that once a month they do an outdoor market there where just below where you eat, yes. they bring food trucks and craft booths and mm-hmm. things up once it once a month. We got to go to that. I knew about that before COVID and never made it over there. Yeah. I'm dying to go there. So well, we'll have and to go. Of course, we ate outside. I don't know what the building's like inside, but because uh, I didn't have to go in for any reason. Right? But it was beautiful out there. Oh, we should I bet. go for breakfast sometime. For you know, sure. That pricey. And they have one of the best French toasts. <laughs> Is that how you pluralize French mm. toast? stunning yeah that's one thing i will say about us uh what we're going through globally right now with this pandemic is it's really forcing us to look outside the box of like um yep things to do how to save businesses um and and 
things to do just for ourselves so we keep our sanity. You know, I I don't go inside places. I just don't right now. Mm -hmm. And so everything we do is outdoors if it can be, you know, if possible. So that was really lovely. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, nice. That sounds so, delightful. Yeah, it's beautiful. I am very, very excited that you have something you're feeling good about. I mean, it's just, uh, yes. I mean, I know it's still work. A break but, from the norm, right? Yes. And you happen to love what you do. Yes. And it's yes. just new. It's nice to have exciting new things. I've, yes. for a lot of my life, been very afraid of change and never admitted or wanted to recognize that until yeah. the last few years. And now I'm like, Yep, you have to embrace change and not be afraid of it. Yeah. And once I have been kind of adopting that attitude, good things come and things just start kind of falling into place. So I love that. If you're scared, make a change. You can do uh, it. I also, I think I've told you mm-hmm. offline anyway. I also have a project I'm working yes. on that I'm very excited about that does have to do with planties. Mm-hmm. Um, on my private, on my personal Instagram, somebody I posted, I got a couple of birthday plants. My daddy gave mm-hmm. me some money and told me, you go get something you like, you know, a plant or something. So I did. <laughs> so cute. A uh, giant one. That thing is going to be no yours. It's going to be bigger than my house, and I didn't know it. I know. I love it. It's so stunning. It's really cool. Uh, It's called an Anthurium plowmani. I can't even pronounce it. It's stunning. And and also, it's variegated. Like, I didn't realize Mm -hmm. how rare and special it is. When I went to pick up my other dream plant, it was sitting there on the table, and she's like, nobody's seen it. It just got here. And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> I started wanting to do research about it, and it actually wasn't that easy to find because they are pretty rare. How cool! Yeah. So anyway, that's my first. Like, I'm a little nervous, <laughs> but anyway, my project that I'm working on um, with a mutual friend of ours, Candy, mm-hmm. uh, revolves around plants, and I am very excited. It's going to be great. It infuses my love for goodness and putting good into the world yes. for our children. And plants. Maybe Auntie will be one of the characters. I just named her or him, Auntie. Auntie? Antherium, whatever. Oh, oh yes. Plamani. Yeah, Plamani. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very excited. So yeah. we both have creative endeavors that we're excited about. Yes. That feels nice. It's been a long time. It while. does. I was I- talking about this last night with friends. Uh, it, if you are someone who it was used to doing anything in the realm of a, I guess just being active or having a hobby or a love that involved people period, which a lot of them do, but anything involving playing music, if you were in a band or an orchestra or you're an actor, whether you act in a big city or you're doing local community theater, anything and everything in between. Yeah. It has been really hard to not be able to, we've all tried to do what we can from home. Mm-hmm. and online but you and i know this it is not the same as going and being on stage and being oh, live in front of an audience or going mm-hmm. and working on a set or anything else mm-hmm. so for everyone to not have that outlet mm-hmm. has been hard so for so. us creative folks we gotta have that outlet i mean that's why over the pandemic i've have like 75 hobbies you know yes. i just tur- i just taught myself to macrame because i'm getting so many plants i had to move up Yes. I have to hang them. <laughs> I'm looking at a stunner right behind you. Thank you. Yeah. I know. I can't believe that you learned how to do that too. It's amazing. Yeah, I will say it's super easy. So don't be that impressed. The thing that takes the longest is cutting the strings to begin with. Oh, that's, okay. That's what takes the longest. Yeah. But, but I'm enjoying it. It's very peaceful. Mm-hmm. So. I love it. Um, before we go ahead and move on into our rants. Mm-hmm. I just want to say I, for a long time last night, actually thought that the memes with Kim Kardashian in the whole black suit Uh and mask were a joke. I didn't realize it was actually her. Amazing. If you don't know what Dana's talking about, (laughs) then you clearly have not opened your phone or the news. Yeah, because it's everywhere because it's crazy town. Yes. For the Met Gala, she wore all black and that included a black, almost like if you took black tights and pulled it over your face. 
Yes. Is what it looked like. And that's like how Leslie she went Jordan to the Met Gala. legit put his mm-hmm. underwear over his mm-hmm. face mm-hmm. and put a side by side. Like it, mm-hmm. it was, listen, you can dress however you want, but like nobody knows it's you, dude. I at no. least where a hello my name is. <laughs> <laughs> it was so anyway, weird. I just had to say that because I was like, what is happening? <laughs> so weird. And man, also, her sister, what's the other one's name? Well, the one that was there that there, looked yeah. gorgeous, looked like that she was in dress. a gown made of diamonds. That's Kendall Jenner. Okay. She looked, yes, she looked like she was literally wearing stars from the sky. Yeah. It was so pretty. <laughs> She's a professional model and she is quite stunning. It, uh, beautiful. I'm not yeah. a huge Kardashian fan or anything, but uh, I, yeah. I think I sent you. The only reason I know any of this, I did. I just got one of those. It's like, because of Leslie Jordan. <laughs> yeah, because, well, he's the one that got me start looking, but then now this did 101 looks from the Met Gala. So that was fun to see a little slideshow. Yes. Yeah. AOC, Ooh, she caused some problems. <laughs> oh my God. Did you see Zoe Isabella Kravitz's dress? Uh huh. <laughs> Holy ma- And Billie Eilish. You guys, it's fun. Come on. To look. It's fun. Uh, to look. It's so good. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? Yep. I don't think there's any other business we have to take care of. I don't here. think so. So I'm up first. You are. This is from a listener, Megan. Hi, ladies. I've wanted to write you for a while now, but I have anxiety just thinking about it. I'm such a dork. You're not a dork. I get anxiety ordering pizza, so you're fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think my rant will be relatable to most women as it has to do with other women in the workplace. Interesting. I have experienced female coworkers who act really fun and bubbly and everything's great in team meetings, still working from home, so our meetings are virtual but privately messages me about this person and that person and is always angry at someone or something. Sometimes the complaint is legitimate, but I can't reconcile the person they are to us publicly with the one who is a smack talker in private. I'm in my forties and I'm not down with this, nor do I act like that. It's so weird to me. It is weird. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for that. You know what I say about people like that? And Jessica, you can, you can give your own mm-hmm. opinion. What I tell myself and my friends, because I think we all have these people in our life, unfortunately. Yes. Um, I chest my cards with them. Mm-hmm. I I accept them for who they are. I understand uh, what could happen. Mm-hmm. And I have my chest my cards for young people. That's an old saying, I think. Like if you were playing (laughs) cards, you hold them to your chest so Mm -hmm. nobody can see. So Mm -hmm. I don't share anything with you. You've got a poker face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know who you are and I love you for who you are and I don't trust you as far as I can throw you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, exactly. I would, especially um, specific in the workplace, for instance, I've always been blown away at people that just say whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Like, how do you think it's okay to be talking the way you are and to think that all these people or even just this one person is not going to get it back to this one and that? But you just have to thing. learn in life. Those if you kind tell, of people don't care if it gets back. If you tell someone something, you have to know and be prepared. I hate to say this. Even if it's something really personal, you have to know that it could eventually get to someone else. Well, there That's the reality. There's times I say things on this show and then somebody writes in and says, oh, I did that or whatever. And I'm like, Gah, I wouldn't have spoken about it the way I did. <laughs> <laughs> we forget like. Yes. It's just you and I mm-hmm. have, you know, what, uh, almost a thousand people that that yep. we're, we're tiny. We get it. It's fine. Whatever. We accept <laughs> it. Um, but anyway, that's still a lot of people for me to be just being like, I'm Dana yes. all the time, you know. <laughs> and when you're talking about your workplace, like, don't shit where you eat, man. Mm-mm. I only shared stuff like that with like my inner cronies, yeah, right? Like when you're your really people. tight and they're actually your friend, not just your coworker, yeah. that's different. That's Whenever different. other people would complain, I would change the subject or I would kind of like, <laughs> and keep walking. I just was like, I don't want to get involved with this crap ever. Uh-uh. The only time I ever say anything is if they're talking about a friend of mine who I mm-hmm. know that, that, that whatever they're saying is not true about, I will yep. say, 
you know what? That's actually my friend. And I think you're misunderstanding who they are. Um, Maybe we shouldn't talk about this. Yep. And I love that you do that because I do that too. I have said that many a times. I go, hey, I'm going to have to stop you. I know we're friends. Mm -hmm. You know, because sometimes it's with someone that's a friend. Sometimes it's with someone who's close that doesn't realize, actually, I do know that person and I like them, whatever. Yes, yes. But I say, I got to stop you. I'm really good friends with so-and-so or I know them and I don't want to be part of this conversation. I don't know anything about that or actually what you're saying is not true. Right. So let's just stop. Because I want to tell also listener, I'm glad you brought this up because Mm -hmm. if that person is talking to you about all these things, sometimes I make the mistake of going, well, I guess I can open up a little bit. Right. No, if that person is comfortable talking to you about that, they're probably shit talking you too behind mm-hmm. your back, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why I say, be careful. And also yeah. like, listen, you and I get together and I love our little gossip sessions, right? But yes. generally speaking, I don't think gossip is healthy for you. Correct. And especially at the workplace, like our gossip is like, oh my God, did you hear so-and-so got a chinchilla? <laughs> I hope they take care of it well. <laughs> you know, it's a big responsibility. <laughs> you know, so I wouldn't say that we shit talk. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, if you're saying this, and I don't ever want them to go back to somebody and say, um, you know, well, um, they said this about you or whatever, Mm -hmm. because then that person would, I hope that person would say, uh, why am I so tongue tied? This happened to a friend (laughs) of mine specifically this week. So like somebody told a friend told her, somebody said something about her. And I said, let me tell you this. You need to ask why she felt comfortable saying that Mm -hmm. because this person's your friend. And that person knows this person's your friend. So why would she open up about that and shit talk you? Something's not right there. You got to question who your friend is. That's right. (laughs) And if they're really your friend. Yes. Yeah. So I would say this person that's coming to you, you can definitely say like we said we do. You know, hey, listen, I'm not into it. Or Mm -hmm. you can just let them talk and keep your mouth shut. But just remember, don't trust them. Yeah, because also usually people who have a problem with everyone or are always talking about someone or complaining, whatever, are doing it about you too. Oh, yeah. You're on the tip (laughs) of their tongue when you're not Uh, around. Like I started realizing that. I'm like, oh, they have something bad to say or complain about everyone. Guaranteed they do it about me too when I ain't around. Exactly my point. Exactly. Yep. And also it is like, how come we're this old and we still have to play these stupid games? Okay. It's forever high school, always. No, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. That's a good rant. And it's understandable and relatable. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that that is happening. Don't trust. Don't trust. Okay. This is a rant from one of our listeners. This is from an OG listener and now friend of Dana and myself. But, you know, for certain things, we say people's names. For other things, I won't. This is from our listener. Okay, y'all buckle up because I'm back and I have a rant for you. So my workplace finally decided to start paying us a more competitive wage. And for that part, I'm psyched. The part that I have a problem with is that any person off of the street who just starts will be making the same money as me, even though I've been there for seven and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel you, girl. I know that sounds petty and all. No, Mm-mm. it doesn't. Mm-mm. But this past year and a half has been hell working in the medical field. And because Mm -hmm. we're so short staffed, I stepped up to the plate and I'm doing a minimum of three people's jobs now. Mm -hmm. And I've not even gotten a thank you. And now with the new pay rate, it's kind of a big fuck you to me. Sorry if this sounds so whiny. I'm just tired of my work shitting on. Yeah, it is not whiny. I totally understand. Mm -hmm. And I hate that for you. The thing is, especially being in the medical field, they need people so bad because my nurse at my doctor's office said they're losing people left and right who are literally quitting anything medical because they're too devastated. And they're fed up with people's BS. Yes. And so they're trying to entice new employees. Well, take care of your old employees and bump her up. Okay. Seven and a half years and somebody's going to walk in and start. Yep. Come on now. That's not right. 
It's not. And I right. know, like, I know people are mad. You know, the people, the government gave COVID assistance, and they're like, "Well, now people don't want to work." Uh, wake up, businesses. Maybe you ought to pay people a living wage so that single mothers and fathers who have families that would that the mother needs to stay mm-hmm. home, or vice versa, don't need four jobs to survive. Correct. If you have to have three jobs to pay your rent and bills, something's wrong. Yes. Something's they, wrong. They say your rent is supposed to be uh, no more than 30% of your income. That's well, a joke. In LA alone, I think the average one bedroom is, what, 1800 yes. That's on the cheap end. That's on the cheap end. <laughs> There I'm in studios. rent control. I've hung yes. on to my place for dear life because of rent control. Absolutely. There are studio, like studio apartments, just one room with a yep. toilet that are going for 2000 right yes. now. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if that's 30%, what are you doing for a living? What do you have to be making? $8,000 a paycheck, a, a I month, whatever? I don't, I don't know. know. I really feel for her on this. I a, do. Because I know... Anything in this field, I don't care what capacity you work in. If you are working in a hospital or a doctor's office, any kind of work within that field is grueling and taxing on a regular basis. Yes. It kills me that you are not being recognized for it and for those who are also in this field that aren't. And I get you. I get you about this pay thing. And that happened to me quite a few times over the years. And I remember being so angry and it's not because I don't think people also deserve a living wage, but I'm like, no, 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 exactly. I'm talking about places where I was there for as long as her or longer. And I'm like, it's taken me this many years to get to the, and you're starting someone $2 an hour less than me after a a decade. (laughs) I know what it makes you feel so uh, insulting. It's insulting. Like you're not valued or respected or appreciated. Yes. And I'm and sorry. You're the one who's loyal. This and dedicated. Probably, absolutely. This probably means nothing coming from me, but I just want to say, and Jessica, I'm sure you agree. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, thank you. I yes. I do not have the fortitude or the emotional capacity to do what you are doing. Same. You know that I had, I went to, when I was in college, everybody told me, cause I lived in, you know, Springfield, mm-hmm. Missouri, that being an actor was a dream and I needed to have a fallback plan. And so I was getting a minor in nursing. Did you know mm-hmm. that? I did not know that. And I've oh, almost God, You quit. would have been a great nurse. <laughs> I've almost quit acting twice to go back and work <sighs> at the coroner's office because mm-hmm. what I realized in college is. I cannot handle loss, the death. Mm -hmm. So I would rather them already be dead (laughs) because then all I'm doing is giving a family peace of mind, knowing what happened, why it happened. Like there's a piece in that. Approaching it, not that nursing isn't scientific, but approaching it more as a scientist than as a compassionate giver of care. I couldn't, I couldn't handle the loss. I would get too involved. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how they do it. Their hours are also insane. Mm-hmm. So if, if no one has told you, thank you in just like the general public, just know that I think you're a hero. I think you're a warrior. I don't know how you all are doing it. School mm-hmm. teachers, same thing right now. You guys, you're warriors mm-hmm. and I appreciate you. Like yeah, it's just, um, all custodial and janitorial staff at schools and hospitals. Mm-hmm. Ah, talk about unsung heroes. Like I know. we are ranting out your frustration and girl, you have every right to be mad. And you're not being whiny. No. And if there is an opportunity for you to speak up for yourself, I hope that you can, because that's not right. It's hard to speak up for yourself at a job. It, it really sucks. Is. Also, if you are a business owner and happen to be listening, please don't make someone do four and five jobs. No. Please don't. You know, that was happening to my sister at her job, and it just burns people out. Yes. And it's also not right. It's almost like you're in sli- you're you're using someone as a slave and not paying them. It also cuts down on accuracy. 
no matter what your job is. And productivity, because if I've got so much yep. to do that I'm overwhelmed, I do not get it done as as well. You're already <laughs> thinking about the other task, then you're uh-huh. like two tasks back. Did I do that? Did I complete that? Totally. Or am I confusing it with what I'm doing now? It it's just too much. The, at the end of the day, no. it doesn't serve anyone well. No, not the business, not the person. Like, And also, you know what, guys? If you can't get people to work, there must be a reason. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm just going to say it. I know a lot of people are mad at the government. We're not a political podcast, whatever. I'm just going to say, if you paid them mm-hmm. the way that you should, and we had benefits and things, whatever, whatever. Right. This, this is just People a- keep saying that, by the way, and the federal subsidy has been cut off. It's now over. So right. I so. love that people are like, well, unemployment. It's like, well, you're not getting any extra anymore. And the maximum unemployment before taxes, mind you, that one can collect if you even qualify, and it's not easy to qualify for it, no. at least within California, pre-tax is $450 a week. If you would like to tell me how someone is supposed to live on that. Survive on that, yeah. When again, that is not even a fraction of someone's rent. Even for a baseline car these days, you're looking at over $200 for your payment. All these things, are you kidding me? How do you think people are living off the fat of the land by collecting $400 a week? Are you kidding me? No, it's, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) It's just crazy to me. I mean, that's why all of the millennials are trying to be entrepreneurs because they Mm -hmm. don't get paid well and they're not treated well and they're overworked. And, you know, Amazon is now trying to entice people with promising what is it to pay their to pay for school or pay their school loans one of the two i don't know i'm like how about you just not overwork your employees and offer mm-hmm. them benefits mm-hmm. how about you let them go potty when their bodies need to go potty amazon <laughs> makes enough that they could even with tens of thousands of employees could pay every employee 25 dollars an hour and i'm pretty sure could get a mega health plan when you got that many employees Mm-hmm. and give health insurance to your employees. How about For that? For sure. Also, Amazon, just for the record, there are nannies and babysitters that make more than your employees are. Yep. That That's I mean, right. come on. Yep. I know they're taking care of children or whatever, but your employees are working real hard too. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want them to go out and be a nanny, <laughs> you better start treating them right. Totally. At the very least, let them go potty. We're not, would it, you can't stop potties. No. We feel you. We're sorry. And thank you. If I could go go slap your bosses around, I would do it for you. Mm -hmm. We really would. We adore Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. All right. I've already taken like three cleansing breaths on my own. I know. I know. I even had a cleansing sigh. Right. I love it. We've got we've got some positive stuff coming up in our in our mm-hmm. happy section. So don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna cheer up and not be so snatchy, I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think I'm being a snatch. I'm speaking not up for what's all. right. This is real life. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. All right, let's have a cleansing breath. All right. Are we ready? We like I guess I should explain in case anybody's new around here. Mm-hmm. We like to rant out. Things from you guys, things from us, whatever. We know they're not that big a deal. However, I think this week they were a big deal. Um, But we like to just have some normalcy in our life, complain and rant out for you the things that are aggravating you. Mm -hmm. We take a cleansing breath, we blow it all out, and we fill up with goodness. If you are in a position where you are allowed to scream it out with us, I would highly encourage it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just feels good. That's right. right. Let's take a deep breath in. And uh, I love how in my inside brain, I thought, stop talking shit about people and pay people rightly while I was doing my breath. (laughs) 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 All right. Are we ready for for corners? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm up for corners first. Am I correct? Yes, ma'am. I'm so excited because I chose my own corner, (laughs) y'all. And I chose it based on, I've talked about this podcast before, No Such Thing as a Fish. It's a British podcast. And it's um, the QI crew. They Mm -hmm. have just interesting, four of the most interesting facts 
they each bring four of the most interesting facts they've found that week, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was listening to them. They're very fun. It's sort of similar to Spark My Interest, our Mm -hmm. Squad gals. Interesting stories and things like that, except British. (laughs) (laughs) So I heard on there that, do you know what a star-nosed mole is? I did not until I saw the picture. I love moles. Okay, so some people are creeped out by moles, period. Some people are specifically creeped out by the starfish, star, star-nosed mole because creepy. it looks like the front of their face blew up. It does. It looks like I never watched it, but what do you call that creature from Stranger Things, a Gorgon or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. From the from the below, the <laughs> yeah. un- underneath or below or whatever. Yes. So it looks like somebody put a little firecracker at the end of their nose and it went boom. And then they just have like these little star phalanges. Okay. So they're strange looking. But the reason I I went on a dive is because one of the facts was. Did you know that their um, their little star, which is how they feel and stuff, I'll read you mm-hmm. some about that. So, oh, I didn't even say what my corner was. This this corner is a what? What the what? Corner, okay? <laughs> so they have more nerves, more like feeling mm-hmm. in that little star star, 12 times more than the clitoris. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I got to find out more. <laughs> oh, my Odd. So I'm going to read you some stuff about these things. It's pretty crazy, okay? It's a small mole that inhabits wet lowland areas of North America. They have a strange appearance hmm. with a unique star-shaped nose that's ringed with 22 fleshy appendages called rays, which they use to feel its way around and even hunt prey. They're members. Eh, we don't need to know what order they're a member of. I can't say this... it. Eulipotifala. I don't know. And, the, <laughs> and family Talpidae. I don't know, which are small dark furred moles, <laughs> true moles and desmonds or something like that. Okay. They're found primarily in forests, marshes, wetlands, swamps, and near water. However, sometimes they are found in dry meadows further from the water. They are active both day and night. Hmm. They're still active during the winter. They have dark brown water repellent fur. Fully grown adult star nose mole typically measures only around six to eight inches in length. Wow. <laughs> While its tail is thin and hairy, maybe not so cute, one to two inches in length, they weigh around 50 grams when fully grown. Okay, it's a carnivore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it eats aquatic insects, worms, mollusks, small amphibians, and small fish. Okay, so it's an eater. Ooh. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Here we go. Are you ready for some facts? Mm-hmm. Their nose isn't used for smelling. It's used for touch to feel around and hunt prey in the darkness. It hunts by bopping its little star nose. I made it sound cuter than what the article says. It just (laughs) says bopping its star nose against the ground rapidly. And it can touch up to 12 different places in a single second. What the heck? They eat like 50 times faster than we can. It's insane. Okay. So their star nose rays are in constant motion when exploring. Um, they're constantly touching and feeling. Their star. Why did a video just start playing? I'm like, shame on you, internet. Their star is the most sensitive touch organ known in any mammal. It contains 100,000 nerve fibers, around five times the number of touch fibers in a human hand, all packed into their little star, which is smaller than a fingertip. The sensory receptors are known as Elmer's organs. <laughs> I don't know why I like that. It reminds me of Elmer's glue. <laughs> After the scientists who first observed them, um, they helped the mole detect seismic wave vibrations from its from its surroundings because they're they're blind. They can hardly see. Yeah. Um, blah, 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 blah. They are colorblind and they see poorly. They can only see light and movement, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, next, the star moles, moles sees the world with its star. You already told us that. Research shows that their brain is organized around signals from their stars, much in the same way that human brains are arranged by visual information from our eyes. They eat faster than any other mammal on Earth. I would like to put them against Gary Powell. He was in the military and then he was a firefighter. He's a pretty fast eater. Uh, but it says due to the vast sensory receptors in its star, the star nose mole is able to find an object and determine if it's edible and then eat it. In under a quarter of a second. What? It's um, semi-aquatic. They can smell underwater. 
That's they amazing. sniff underwater by blowing bubbles towards an object and then re-inhaling the same air bubble to retrieve their scent and smell it. That's, That's really pretty cool. amazing. Yes. I wish I could sniff underwater. I know. I don't know. Maybe it stinks under there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, they use their front legs as shovels. They can use them to dig shallow tunnels up to 100 feet in length. They burrow into their nest and they can make molehills. In winter, its tail swells up with fat, making it four times larger than its normal size. Wow. I mean, that's kind of cool. I get a fat butt in winter too. <laughs> Actually, I always have one, but that's all right. The star-nosed mole is the only mole thought to live in colonies. Isn't that cute? Hmm. They socialize when they reproduce. The star-nosed mole mate once a year. And the male and female separate after birth. That sounds like the best arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I want to share. There's some other facts here, but those are the fun ones. Aren't they cute? But They're so cute. Of course, because I'm a dirty bird. I was like, can you imagine? What I mean, I thought the clitoris was like the most sensitive. Can you imagine 12 times no, more? No, I cannot. I mean, we couldn't sit down. We'd be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And you know who would be in the worst trouble? I'll tell you who, in my opinion. Probably people who wear thongs, because I feel like it would get all up in your business to handle it. And that's why thongs are bad for you. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> Anyway, my that's God. my corner. I just was fascinated. I love it. Moles Look are so they're real cute. cute. So There's cute. a store that's in Solvang called The Mole Hole. Cute. It's like an old timey gift shop. It's been around for like 30 years. There was one in Vermont that I used to go to with my granny as a kid. I just have always thought moles are so cute. I do too, but grown up people like my dad has had wars with moles. Because like of his battles. yard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know. They're like moles gophers and, and all those little Groundhog. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. I make him not tell me about it because I'm like, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't like death. When I was looking at that, there was also an article that popped up about, you know how much I hate mosquitoes. I think they don't need to exist. Kind of yes, like kind of like they don't. I sort of feel that way about Enya, but um Enya the <laughs> group. What? <laughs> I just feel like they don't need to exist. I don't know. <laughs> I went to sleep to one Last of her night? No, to one of her albums for years. Wait, it's a her? Enya? I thought it was a group. It is, but the lead singer is a woman. Okay, but there's always 10 million voices in. in no, that's like them modulating and harmonizing her own voice. Uh, Maybe there's backup singers. I don't know. You don't need to ruin Enya for me. Did you uh, <laughs> never, you never went and got a massage or uh, something at a spa in the 90s? Yeah. They always were playing Enya. I didn't have a massage or go to a spa until I was in my 40s. I am a hillbilly. Okay, well, I used to go get medicinal facials at my dermatologist's office and they fancy. would play and yeah fancy that means they dug out all of your dirty ass pores oh okay well you just made it sound way less fancy <laughs> <laughs> Extra every time i go for a facial they're just like okay so are you cool with extractions i go yeah i already yeah, know yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. you're going to be doing today mm-hmm uh, <laughs> it's probably also i realized now that i'm older and had a lot more free time to read nonsense on the internet. A lot of times what we think is blackheads and stuff is really just sebum. Yeah. But we but you do still need to clean it out. Yes. Anyway, uh, I digress. Oh my god. Okay, you guys, our next corner is Dana's favorite. <laughs> You're weird. Yeah. You're so very weird. Yeah. Why must you bring your weirdness here? <laughs> you guys, this is another gem brought to us by Miss Dana Powell today. Yeah, sorry, I didn't say where mine was from. Mine was from Oddity Central. You know, Spooky mm -hmm. wrote it. My favorite. Mm -hmm. Dana's favorite author. This is also <laughs> by Spooky. This is called Real Goldilocks. Mexican rapper Dan Sir has been getting a lot of attention lately, not because of his music. It's never a good thing. <laughs> uh, but because of his drastic physical transformation, mm -hmm. replacing his natural hair with metal gold chains implanted into his head. Implanted. You guys, when Dana sent this to me, I reread it. And that's just the first line of it three times because yeah, i'm like wait you see the picture? What? we're gonna have to post that picture it's ridiculous i can't wait to post the picture 
With the internet and social media constantly producing new artists and influencers, it's hard to get noticed unless you do something truly extreme. Face tattoos, diamond-studded grills, multicolored hair, it's all been done before. So attention seekers really have to get creative. Dan Sir, a young from Mexico. What does that mean, a young from Mexico? I thought it said a young rapper. I think he's a rapper. Okay, that's what I thought, but Spooky needs to proofread his work. A young from Mexico, it says. I mean, what, is he a cousin it. of mine? Uh, Spooky's um, a woman, by the way, but sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant a young from Mexico, meaning a young, like my last name. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Seems to have found one such creative, albeit shocking, way of standing out from the crowd, replacing his natural locks with gold chains allegedly implanted into his skull. You guys, it looks like if you live in a big city, or even if you don't, if you've been to a bead and finding store and they have walls of chain, it looks like he just grabbed eight rows and Uh pulled Uh and then said, implant these into my head. Yeah, all shapes, kinds, colors. There's even one that's like a floral rhinestone. Oh, I didn't notice that one. But my whole thing, too, is... <sighs> how heavy how would that heavy be? It's going to rip your Thank skull. You. It's going to rip your scalp. You. It's going to rip your scalp, dude. Oh, God. Dancer, I would like to know who told you that was a good idea. It, and why. it does not... Now, if you want to wear a chain wig, I'm all about it. It does yes. look... Kind of neat, if I'll be honest. <laughs> it's not for me, <laughs> but it does look a little bit kind of cool. It's a little bit like a metal Sia. Hilarious. She I means Sia, the artist. I want to <laughs> swing this chandelier, chandelier. Did I get it right? <laughs> oh, my chandelier. God. <laughs> it does look a little Sia-ish. It's crazy. It looks so weird. I hate it. Yeah, but he's going to peel his scalp off his body. I mean, come on. If it really, they said allegedly implanted. So I'm like, is it though? Is it because, ouchie. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) I just thought it was so insane. I was like, I have to give this one to Jessica. When you guys see this picture, you're going to be like, you're going to die. And some of you might be like, "Mm, Dana's right. It's a little bit cool. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, are we ready to move on into our race? Yes, let's do it. Yes, this is the good, that goodness portion of the show, y'all. Let's mm-hmm. fill it up. Uh, my, ra- my rave is from the same listener as our rant. So thank you so much for sending that in. Uh, the rave is about the show Making It with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman, both very funny people. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? There's three seasons out, and it's so cool. People who are makers and crafters compete for a cash prize, but the cool thing is that it's not cutthroat but heartwarming, and it's really funny too. Anyway, I hope you all have a great week. Oh, and P.S., the episode about waiting for appointments at home made me think of my husband's job as a cable tech years ago. He has some stories about customers. Oh, God, I bet. (laughs) It's not exactly related to the topic you all brought up, but it made me remember that one time a customer, she said, you all. I think I said, y'all. That's because I'm a hillbilly. I'm sorry. She typed fully. You all brought up. But it made me remember that one time a customer locked my husband in an attic. He was working in just because he couldn't possibly do what the guy was asking him to do, but told him he better do it and locked him in. No. That's false imprisonment. That's a crime. Luckily, my husband had his cell phone on him and called his supervisor. It's just like WTF. He has so many crazy stories. He works in the medical field now. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Which <laughs> no, <laughs> that's scary too. Ugh, sorry, this was so long. XOXO Megan, it wasn't too long. I have I have definitely uh, seen a lot of commercials for making it. I'm definitely a Amy Puller and Nick Offerman fan. Mm-hmm. And I love me some crafting, although I don't like that name. It makes me feel like I make doilies and blow glass at Silver Dollar City. So I would say (laughs) artistic wanderer. Is that a good (laughs) good name? But I should check out that show. I think I would love it. Although 
I might get real jealous. I think you would really like it. It's very innovative. I've only seen one episode and it's not because I didn't like it. I just haven't had time to really invest in more. I've got just a couple of shows that I try to keep up with currently. Yeah, sure. But thank you for the reminder because I did love it. It was really great. I think specifically the episode was you had to make something to benefit your community. Like that was the theme of it. Like something, I like that. you know how they have like, we've raved about this for like the little pantries or libraries yes. and stuff. Yes, It was something to that effect. And I loved it. And people are so freaking innovative. It's very inspiring. If you want to. People, people are so amazing. Yep. And I love that they're doing something for that. They did in that episode, something for their community. Mm -hmm. And also I love that it's heartwarming and not cutthroat. Yeah. Yes. Because at least America, I know we have international listeners, but America is very mean right now. Mm -hmm. Very mean. And That's I would go so far as to say I could be part of the problem when I'm on the freeway going with my snarl nose and my <laughs> and my thumbs down at bad drivers. Oh I might be God. part of the problem. But everything is so mean right now. We have to bring mm -hmm. kindness back. And it sounds so cliche. But if you're in America right now, you definitely see it everywhere you go every second of the day and it's it's awful we don't mm -hmm. want to live this way life's too no. short bring be kind back exactly okay making it with amy puller and nick offerman you guys our listeners look says, it up it's a good time and and heartwarming exactly what you got jess all right this is a rave from a new listener to us and thank you eric he has been writing in and love i love it we love all of our listeners and we always get excited this um is someone who found out about us because his wife listened to us and i love that <gasps> Because that's think, something they can share together. Because Dan Tipton yes. and I both listen to the dollop separately, but and we're able to talk, talk about, about it, it together. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. It's really Yay. fun. That's so great. So his rave is specifically about a program through Tito's Vodka. We have, I'm sure most people know of Tito's these days. It's a, Some of us might have some in our freezer. Okay. <laughs> it's vodka made in Austin, Texas. And this program, if you go on their site, and it is very extensive, so definitely take a peek because there's so much more than what I'm going to list oh, as awesome. far as what they do. This is called Love, Tito's, like love. Tito's. Mm -hmm. It says, as we continue our support of social equity in 2021 with a $1 million donation commitment to local community orient oriented nonprofits across the country, we are working with many incredible nonprofits in the areas of mentorship, arts and culture, the food and beverage industry, and community building. Through our donations, we hope to help amplify their missions to support the Black community and create a positive impact for our neighbors. Below are a handful of the nonprofits we are supporting so far this year to help make a difference in the communities around us. The African American Chamber of Commerce of New Jersey, the Hot Bread Kitchen, located in New York City, Community Music Center of Houston, the Chicago Urban League, and Suncoast Black Arts Collaborative. There's so many organizations. These are all it's so incredible. crazy. I'm looking at we this. We can rave list. about each one of these individual organizations. For episode after episode, yes. Yep. The like I'll just pick one right now to talk about really quick. Chicago Urban League, established in 1916, works to achieve equity for black. Families and communities through social and economic empowerment. We're supporting their impact. That's an acronym, all caps I M P A C T, leadership program aimed at racial parity in leadership positions by developing and supporting emerging African American leaders. So I chose that one just to pull out of this mix really quick because for many, many years, my dad was uh, like an honorary board member or something, but he my dad has always worked in executive search and he's placed executive search, meaning like he never could help any of myself or my friends. We were too low on the totem pole, <laughs> but like companies looking for a new CEO, CFO, mm -hmm. vice president, things like that. And my dad placed like the new director of the urban league, like for the whole national organization years ago. Whoa. And my dad became really friendly with some of the people there that he worked with. So my dad yeah, sat I, on I several. I can see that because your dad's awesome. So <laughs> yeah, my dad wants to be everyone's friend. It's so cute. I love it. I love it. 
and he loved it and they would always like invite him to their annual i think they had like a big barbecue once a year at the one in florida and my dad loved it and going back and seeing like colleagues over the years and my dad always spoke so highly of what the urban league does and what they stand for so amazing that tito's is doing this again cool they have a slew of things that they are donating to. They also actively have a way for people to donate through their site. So hats off. Again, we are just constantly in awe of all of these nonprofits, but also of companies who are giving back any percentage of their time and or profits to put it back into communities or to help people in need. So Absolutely. thank you for that. And thank you for these great rants and raves today. Yes. I love it. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. Do you want to tell people how to get a hold of us real quick? Yes. Wow. That would be nice and novel, (laughs) wouldn't it? We didn't do it. That's my fault. I usually ask you and I didn't. (laughs) You can please find us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Rants and Raves Podcast. You can email us directly at the Rants and Raves Podcast at gmail.com. You can go to the contact button on our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. And last and certainly least, yes. Twitter mm-hmm. at raves underscore the nothing against Twitter. It's no. just not really the medium or platform created for us or our community. And we have. Yeah. I, you guys, again, if you knew the joy between the DMs that Dana and I get personally and through our podcast, Instagram page and Facebook page from all of you, we love it. And I look so forward, much. even just when someone send a picture that's like, yeah. oh, my God, this made me think of you or this made me laugh. Show Dana this plan is crazy. Whatever it is. I love it. Thank yeah. you guys. It is I a mean, real joy. Guys, it so is. You guys are the ones that keep us going because yes. it, it is work. You guys like Je- Jessica is really, I'm kind of going through some stuff and Jessica has really oh. taken the brunt of the responsibility for a bit and it's a lot of work. So when we get a message or a hello or a rant or a rave from you guys, we it love makes it. us so happy. It's all it, mutual. Yeah. It keeps us going. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to have a point to ponder at the end of the Mm -hmm. show. Jessica has to get to work, so I'm going to rush through it a little bit. Um, But just so you guys know, by the time this comes out, I will have attended a life celebration for someone I love very, very much. Mm -hmm. Um, My my little sweetheart, I call him my first child uh, Mm. because I nannied him from the time he was three months old until he was about four and Mm -hmm. remained close with him and his family for his life. Mm-hmm. And we just lost him to cancer. Um, fuck cancer, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so tomorrow I'm attending an outdoor life celebration. So what I wanted to use as a point to ponder this week, a couple of different things. I want to shout out um, on Instagram. I follow What's Your Grief? Because, you know, I lost my mama. So I've been dealing with a lot of grief. And it's mm-hmm. really helpful. It's a community that's just like, hey, Netflix binges, laughing, and ways to cope. It's just mm-hmm. really, really wonderful. So that's what's at What's Your Grief. Um, and then I wanted to read something that someone shared with Jessica. Um, this is so interesting. This is like a self-care tip, a reminder. And I want to leave this with you guys. There's a legit reason you feel like absolute shit right now. You might be feeling a little over it. The psychological reason for this has something to do with surge capacity, which I had never heard of, Mm -hmm. but it's fascinating. What is surge capacity? It's a collection of adaptive systems, mental and physical, that humans draw on for short-term survival in acutely stressful situations such as natural disasters. The issue is that our surge capacity only allows us to adapt to major disasters if they are temporary. Mm -hmm. However, with the pandemic... The disaster stretches out indefinitely. The emergency phase has now become chronic. So because this is ongoing, on and on and on, your search capacity is depleted and it needs to be renewed. So here are some things you can do to feel better. Accept that life is different right now. Expect less from Mm -hmm. yourself, you guys. It's okay to expect less from yourself. Recognize the different aspects of grief because there's a lot of grief. It's global grief. Okay. Look for activities new and old that continue to fulfill you. Maybe you want to learn how to macrame. I don't know. You can learn on YouTube. (laughs) Yes. Focus on maintaining and strengthening important 
relationships. Mm -hmm. Build regular practices into your life that promote resilience, such as better sleep, good nutrition, (sighs) exercise, meditation, self-compassion, and saying no. Mm-hmm. Jessica and I are working on every single one of those things yep. respectively right now. And I encourage you to do the same. We yep. love you guys. We are all at surge capacity. Also, I always have mentioned one of my favorite podcasts, the happiness lab guys check out treating heartache, I believe is the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. I sent it to you, Jessica, and I don't have my outline up, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, how to treat a broken heart is the episode. Oh yes. How to treat a broken heart. Yes. It's all about rejection, both social, romantic, employment, everything. It's fascinating. It will encourage you. Let's be easy on ourselves. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Tuesday. Jessica, I love you with all my heart. I love you too. And um, I think on behalf of everyone, we wish you a safe trip. And my heart's going out to you and to your friends, family. Thank you. I'll tell you what, everybody. Remember the name Jack Heitner. He was real special. Oh, he was very, very lucky to have you. I was lucky (laughs) to have him. So love you guys. Hug your love baby. You. Hug your people you love. Hug them. Life's Stay safe. Short. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Bye.